Oh, what is the Upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast Run, episode 99 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week, sometimes twice a week, I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows and the pay-per-views, giving you the review, giving you the recap, let you know what's going on in case you're didn't have time to watch it, or we could just discuss the storylines and all that great stuff. So, on this episode, we're doing a special pay-per-view review for NXT Deadline that took place on the weekend in Connecticut. So, let's just freaking dive into this thing. We start this show off with Shawn Michaels. Welcomes everyone to the show. Ask them, are you ready? CM Punk's ready. He comes out. He's rocking a Bret Hart sweater. Now, mm, Oh, it's the little things. It's the little things, you know? Punk takes a selfie with his hero, Sean. A moment I never thought I would see. This this was a little treat right here. I was not expecting anything like this. That was, that was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Now we got the first match of the show. North American Championship on the line. Dom Mysterio defending against Dragon Lee with Rey Mysterio. So, Dragon Lee gets this spot over Wes Lee. Wes Lee is going to be having back surgery. He's going to be missing 8 to 12 months. So they put in Dragon Lee. Let's see how he does. Dragon got a busted lip. We got some blood in this match. Just a little bit. Dom in control, taunting Lee and his daddy a whole bunch. Dragon top rope stomps Dom to the outside. That was wicked. Thumbs up for that. Dragon nails a second stomp. Dom able to grab the ropes, impressing his dad and me. That was, that was some good shit. We got a big ol' sit-out powerbomb from Lee. We got a near fall. Lee smooth backflip DDT pins. And new North American champion, it's Dragon Lee. Rey Mysterio so proud his son lost. He was busting me up, man, on commentary. Like, just chirping his kid. And um, it was some good stuff. But he was also complimenting Dom. He's like, wow, that was a pretty good move right there, actually. It was good. I loved him on, on commentary. Good way to open up the show. Uh, the finish caught the crowd off guard a little bit because it was a little bit out of nowhere, but they exploded once, like, the moment settled in. Big old pop for Dragon Lee. Dom, very impressive run as champion. I mean, he was pulling double duty every week. He was on Raw. He'd come over to NXT every single week for his entire run. So, very good job from Dom. That was an entertaining run. I thought he had some good matches in there as well. Uh, there were a couple of slip-ups in this match in the ring, but nothing too bad. Dom Strong selling throughout. Rise of the Dragon has begun, baby. Should be a treat to watch Dragon Lee defend this championship. He should have some bangers with some of the talent down there in NXT. Good match overall. 7 out of 10, but I cannot stop you know, feeling really, really badly for Wes Lee. I was... You know, I feel 100% that Wesley would have beat Dom for the championship and he would have went off and been a champion. Very deserving so. Not that Dragon Lee isn't. He's a very deserving champion as well. But, man, do I ever feel bad for Wesley. Moving on. It is the first Iron Survivor Challenge. We got the women up first. So, the rules to this match. We got two competitors are starting. Another competitor enters every five minutes. The goal is to have the most points after 25 minutes. <clears throat> One point for a pinfall. And when you take a pinfall, you are sent to the penalty box for 90 seconds. And you can get pinfalls as soon as this match starts. You don't have to wait for everybody to get in. 
So in this match, you got Fallon Henley, Tiffany Stratton, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, and Kalani Jordan. We got Henley and Davenport. They are beginning this match. And these two start off with a solid 15 pinfall counters in like the first minute and a half. Rest in peace, the referee's hands. Oh my goodness. Tiffany Stratton enters third. She starts to team up with Blair, beating up Henley. And then Stratton quickly turns on Davenport, kicking her in the face. We got a nice Bama Slamma from Stratton. Steals Blair's pinfall, taking the lead right here. Kalani, a house of fire, enters fourth. Henley grabs a point, pinning Stratton. Lash Legend enters, and oh boy, does she ever enter this match. She is doing double everything. Hits a double powerbomb, double superplex, choke slam and a powerbomb, double pinfall, and she picks up two points. That was an amazing sequence right there. Double thumbs up for all the doubles. Kalani overshoots a springboard moonsault. She goes back first into the table. That looked immensely painful. Here come the metaphor. They, they arrive and they're blocking the penalty box, uh, trapping Henley and Tiffany in there, and they just start fighting with each other in the penalty box. Big old brawl, and now they're on top of the penalty box. Tiffany shoves Fallon off of the box through the announce table. Just a beautiful nasty bump. Thumbs up. And then Stratton, she ain't done yet. She goes with a crazy dive off of the box onto everybody. Just, damn, another thumbs up. Stratton with some brutal stomps and brutal stomps. She stomped the fuck out of whoever she stomped. But Davenport, stealing a pinfall, ties it up at two with Lash Legend. Tiffany hits a moonsault on Legend, grabbing her first fall. Then a double 450 by Kalani, but she can't grab any pinfalls. It's going crazy. Blair with a brutal tarantula German suplex landing right on her noodle. No problem, nails a knee to Henley's face and grabs her third point with 15 seconds remaining. Legend chases her, but time runs out. Blair Davenport is the women's Iron Survivor winner. Damn, dude, that was insane. Lash Legend, wow. Unreal performance. Everything she did was doubles, and I loved it. She was picking up two women at a time, showing off her strength. She blew me away. She was my favorite in this match by far. Tiffany, oh my, she was so vicious, man. <laughs> like, she's the pretty princess, but my goodness, when she gets in the ring, she is just kicking some ass. Really good job from her. Kalani Jordan, star-making match. I mean, amazing athletic ability. Outstanding performance for her as well. Freaking Fallon Henley, proving that she deserved to be in this match. She was great. Took that really nasty bump on the table. And Blair Davenport, my boo, my baby. Making me so proud. Awesome job all around from all the women. 9.5 out of 10. This was spectacular. Lyra Valkyria walks out only to get attacked by my other boo, my other baby. It's Cora Jade. Oh, thank God. I thought they forgot about her. She's been gone for a hot minute, and she looks a little skinny, but she's still beautiful. And welcome back, Cora Jade. What's she gonna do? Oh, she's gonna be fucking up with some people. That's what gonna do. Now we got Lexus King going up against Carmelo Hayes next. So the big storyline with this is... It seems like one of these two guys was the the person who attacked Trick Williams or set it up or something. So there's a lot of 
Will he or won't he turn heel for Carmelo Hayes? And is he working with Lexus King? Only one way to find out. We go to the match. We got a neat springboard stomp thingy by King. Back-to-back backbreakers from Lexus. Melo flips King off. Doesn't do a whole lot to help him offensively. And then a third third backbreaker. There you go. Doesn't work that well on Melo. Melo comes back with the stomps and nothing but net. And Carmelo Hayes picks up the W. Uh, yeah, well, that was a very standard singles match. Uh, no real close calls. Uh, just that weird tension if Melo would turn or not. But nothing happened with that either. So, yeah, just a very just normal match. Nothing really good about it. Nothing bad, really. Just not a pay-per-view quality match. It was fine. Four and a half out of ten. Lexus King says, thanks for the PLE spotlight, which is, uh, fuck, what does that stand for? Something live event? Whatever, doesn't matter. Dumb. I wouldn't call it that, man. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to really recall or memorize this match. It's probably going to be the most forgettable match on the card. As we move into the next Iron Survivor Challenge match, it's the men's turn. Braun Breaker, Trick Williams, Dijak... Josh Briggs and Tyler Bate. So we got Dijak starts with Josh Briggs. Dijak eats, hits Eat Defeat, grabs the lead early. Bate enters, immediately goes after a slightly tired Dijak. Dumps him right on his head with a suplex. Briggs out of the box, cleans Dijak's clock with a lariat. Briggs on the board with one point. Trick enters fourth. He is on fire with some kicks, double neck breaker, some sort of throat punch. I don't know. And he is soaring off of Briggs's back, taking Dijak out with a clothesline in midair. That was sick. Thumbs up for that. And here comes Tyler Bate. He's doing the big swing on Trick, and he pulls out the UFO. I fucking love that move. I didn't realize that Tyler Bate can do it. I thought Cesaro was the only one that could do it, but... Awesome. Thumbs up for that. He nails the Tyler Driver 97, and Tyler takes the lead. But here comes Braun Breaker. He enters last. All the men are like, oh, God, here he comes. And here he does come. He runs through everybody. He runs through Briggs. Pin. Runs through Bait. Pin. And Dijak Pin. Grabs three pinfalls in 40 seconds, and now everyone's in the penalty box. Oh, fuck. Trick is all alone with Braun for one minute. And I'm just getting flashbacks from Spider-Man with Macho Man in it. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. Anyway, playtime begins, but Briggs is just bashing Dijak's head against the penalty box as Tyler just looks on in horror. Hilarious moment. Top rope dive by Trick wipes out everybody. Dijak lariat to Trick grabs another point. And then Braun nails a Frankensteiner, but he delivers it right into a Tyler Driver 97 on Dijak. Accidentally helping Bate tie it up at three. That was spectacular as well. Thumbs up. Dijak and Briggs hit moonsaults, each grabbing a point. Dijak is tied for the lead with four minutes left. Braun spears Trick through the barricade. Dijak chokeslams Breaker through the table. Carnage is on. Dijak has the match won, but Eddie Thorpe just shows up, gets his revenge, pulls out the referee, completely screwing over Dijak. Trick with maybe one minute left, grabs three quick falls out of nowhere on Dijak bait, and someone, whoever else is in there, 
Breaker is going to split Trick in half with a spear. He runs right into Trick's knee. Trick grabs a fourth and leading fall with seconds left, and he wins the Iron Survivor Challenge. Holy shit, dude. That might have been one of the wildest finishes I have seen in a long time. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, it happened so fast, I couldn't keep up with everything. But Trick picking up the... Like, I thought he was dead in the freaking water, man. Like, I thought... I thought Breaker was going to win this. It was perfectly set up. And nope, Trick goes insane, picking up four wins. I mean, that was a perfectly set up finish. Double thumbs up for that. That was awesome. Breaker's Rampage was awesome in this match as well. I mean, that we all saw it coming, but when it happened, it was still freaking awesome. Bait was fantastic with the UFO and oh, just so good. Briggs, man, freaking throwing some serious heat in this match. I was really impressed with him. He deserved to be in this match. I, I really liked his performance. Dijak, my dude, always, always awesome. And Trick Willie, oh my goodness. Star-making match for him. Great work. I mean, he's still, like, you know, the greenest guy in this match by quite a bit. But he's popular. He's got the enthusiasm. He's got that little X factor. So, yeah, pretty goddamn impressive. Iron Survivor Challenge quickly becoming one of my new favorite match types. Awesome. Eight and a half out of ten. We move on to a steel cage match. Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James. Who tries to cheap shot Roxanne with her loaded purse before the match really begins, but she fails. Perez throws Kiana into the steel cage. Kiana crushes Roxanne's hand and face into the cage. Roxanne climbs the cage. Uh, Kiana follows her up. They're throwing some punches 20 feet high, and then they kind of slowly make their way back down. Kiana hits a powerbomb off of the second rope. Really nasty landing right there for Perez. Kiana then slamming Perez into the cage repeatedly. Perez with a wicked counter. Nails the Pop Rocks. That might have been one of the nicest looking counter into a Pop Rocks I've ever seen. Like, oh, so good. Thumbs up for that. Can't get a cover quickly, though. Kiana is able to kick out. James grabs the chair, swings, and misses. Perez grabs the chair, and then Izzy Dane appears, slams the door on Perez's head. Kiana, chair shot, pins, and wins. Okay, well, finish definitely took the wins out of the sale a bit. I don't think anybody remembers who Izzy Dane is. I definitely don't. I was like, who the fuck this bitch? But she's there. Uh, they did use the cage a decent amount. You know, they're slamming each other into it, doing the classic grinding of the face. Uh, yeah, nice performances from both. But honestly, it didn't feel like it got to that grudge match level. And I know it's, you know, they don't have to go to the top of the cage and do a big spot. But, you know, kind of feels like it, it would have really benefited the match if they had that spot. It was fine. It was a five and a half out of ten. It just, I'm not a, I don't know, steel cages always kind of let me down. They're always like, oh, steel cage match. And then it happens, you're like, oh, oh, that was weird. And they also always do the thing where it's like, it's it's pinfall and submission. And they don't bother, like, having escape the cage mean anything. So, what's the point of them? They should They wouldn't even bother climbing the cage. What's the point if you don't need to escape the cage? So, I don't know. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. We move on now. It is main event time. NXT Championship on the line. Ilya Druganoff defending against Baron Corbin, who rides his little motorcycle to the ring, smoking up the joint. What the fuck, man? Match begins. Druganoff German suplexes Corbin on the floor. Ouch. 
Baron suplex Ilya on the table, and that table don't budge. And the commentators with the classic, we reinforced the table tonight. No, you didn't. DDT by Corbin then gives a lifeless Dragunov a hug. Aw, aw, that's so nice. Ilya finds a little bit of life. He's hitting some knees on Corbin, hits a top rope senton. Stiff strikes getting thrown by both men right here. Baron top rope choke slam locks in a dragon sleeper. Corbin combo brain buster. We got a near fall right there. Dragunov struggles but manages Baron up for a jackknife powerbomb. That was all right. I, always, I like a good jackknife. Goes coast to coast on Baron's face. Dragunov misses Torpedo Moscow, but nails three H-bombs, hugs Corbin, hits Torpedo Moscow, and retains the NXT Championship. Good fight right here. Selling from Dragunov is... God, it's top tier, man. This guy's selling is so freaking good. Both throwing heat in this match. Not my favorite combo, I think, with Corbin's... You know, he's a slower-paced wrestler, and Ilya... He can work a slow match. We just saw that right here. It's a slower style match. But it's not him, man. That's not where Ilya thrives. That's not where he shines the brightest. So maybe not my favorite um, person to have going up against Dragunov. But, you know, you got you to gotta have him go up against some different variety. So I, I get it. But it just wasn't his style. 7 out of 10, though, was still good. And then Trick Mello comes out. He's looking at the championship. And then we got Carmelo Hayes. He, like, creeps up behind Trick, and the show ends. So I don't know if, if he was out there for support. Maybe I'm going to find out on NXT this week if something happened. But that was concerning, you know. Uh, Hayes did not look like he was, you know, doing. he was up to something good. It looked like he was up to no good, you know what I'm saying? So that's the end of the show. I thought it was a well-done pay-per-view. Lexus King's pay-per-view debut, though, it was extremely underwhelming, and he picks up the loss in, like, pretty convincing fashion, like, I don't think he was really ever close in that match, so, yeah, WWE loves to do this, like, let's bring in this new guy, let's hype him up, and just continue to lose and lose and lose and lose, we may not see Lexus King win a pay-per-view match for a year, so we'll see if that's uh, a way to make a star, you know, it's never worked in the past, but maybe it'll work this time. So, we got that. The Iron Survivor matches stole the entire show. Uh, honestly, it would have been perfect if they had them start and end the show. That would have been money, but goddamn, those things were fantastic. The only the second time they did it, I don't remember the, the first Iron Survivor challenges. I remember the penalty box vividly. I, I think it was really good, but they really stepped it up this year. I, I fucking love both of those matches. They were excellent. Definitely check those out. The opening match and the main event were both good, but I think it would have been better if they had the Iron Survivor there. So, yeah, overall, I still thought it was a really good show. Seven and a half out of ten. And there you go, everybody. So let me know, what did you think of the NXT pay-per-view? Did you watch it? What was your favorite match? And why was it the women's Iron Survivor match? That was my favorite match. They absolutely blew me away. It might have been different. Like, I don't, I might have liked the men's if they went on first. It might have just been that the first one got, just got it. You know, they just, they got the time they were out there first. And the second one, it's hard to follow up. You know, it's, that was definitely a hard match to follow up. Lash Legend might have been my favorite on this pay per view. She absolutely blew me away. I had no idea she had that in the tank. I don't, and she's been around for a minute. You know, like, I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, you know, Lash has been in the, in the weeds a little bit and and they really really have started displaying her over the last couple weeks i am seeing a mixture of like bianca belair 
and a little something else, like almost like a little bit of Booker T. There's something in there with Lash Legend. I, I could see her making some waves in the WWE, but she's going to have to get through NXT first. But she absolutely blew me away. Kalani Jordan as well. I mean, for how young she is, insanely talented. I mean, and she's got a fire too. Like in that match, you could see she's passionate, she's fiery, and I really, really like that. So the future looks extremely bright for her. And then there's Blair Davenport, so she wins this one, and she's kind of been, you know, under undercoverly one of the best women in the whole division. She is a fantastic wrestler. She's very, very reminiscent of Jamie Hayter in AEW. She's fairly young as well. She's like 27, 28 years old. She's got pretty good mic skills. I like her look. Yeah, I, I do think they need to develop her a little bit more character-wise, like build her into a real shit-eating heel or... Whatever, I don't know, maybe she can do something with uh, with a trio of, of women or build up some sort of stable. I don't know, but I'm excited for her. I'm a big fan of Blair Davenport. Henley really impressed me as well. Like, her and Briggs were both kind of in the same boat. They're like, all right, they kind of seem like the throw-ins of the match, but I thought they provided uh, very nicely in the match. They didn't steal it, but they were definitely not... Uh, detracting from that match. I mean, when Josh Briggs came out, I was like, oh yeah, Josh Briggs is in this fucking thing. And I was like, huh, he kind of stands out, but he impressed me as well, man. It was it was quite good. It was a really, really good time with those Iron Survivor matches. You don't have time to watch the whole entire show, which I feel like they did a good job with the show. The pacing was good. I didn't get a whole bunch of that WWE fluff that they love to throw into their pay-per-views as well. Now, they were, you know, they did have a lot of the hype up packages and stuff which is fine fine with that there wasn't a pre-show that i saw so I'm, I'm fine with them having those little video packages you need to hype up the match build the story that's fine but they didn't spend too much time on it there definitely wasn't a lot of wasted time on this show so i appreciate that they they re they respected my time nxt did so well done show again let me know what match you love the most and which one you didn't like um for me it's easy it's the lexus king carmelo match uh I was expecting a lot more, at least storyline-wise. There really wasn't anything there, and it really made me feel like there wasn't anything there in the first place. Like, I don't think Lexus King and Mello are, have been working together in, in behind the scenes. It almost seems like they're they're just going to move on and, and have Trick and maybe Mello continue being friends, but then that whole walkout at the end, I don't know, man. I'm very confused. Uh, this Trick-Mello relationship, I haven't really loved it. For the last little bit it's kind of weird and I definitely liked it a lot more when they were best friends and, and just going crazy all the time that was a lot of fun but it's um if, if they're planning on you know having Mello and Lexus King start teaming up and beating up on Trick that's going to help Trick you know build up that underdog story and if he can keep battling back I can see this culminating to a very very big moment for Trick Williams if they can play their cards right I think so far so so far so good they've done really well with Trick you see the ovation that he got winning that match it was it was pretty big so uh yeah I'm, I'm quite happy with uh with the overall uh NXT landscape right now it's looking pretty good pretty good right now and uh yeah we got a lot of returning women right here with Nikita Lyons and fucking Izzy or whatever the hell her name is Cora Jade so yeah NXT is going to be quite interesting to check out this Tuesday and of course you can always follow along with the weekly recap 
where I go through all of the WWE and AEW shows. That'll be going up while we just did one, so it's going to be coming out on Sunday, more than likely, but yes, so there you go, everybody. I'll be watching all the wrestling this week with uh, fairly big interest. It's going to be a fun week for wrestling, as it always is, usually. Hopefully, Monday Night Raw will be a lot better than it was this week. Holy crap. And there you go, everybody. I'll stop rambling. I'll send you on your way. Thank you so much for listening. You want to help me out even more. Make sure you're hitting that review. Hit the stars. Do whatever you got to do. Just takes a second of your time, and it really helps me. The little guy out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to work no more. I want to do this for a living, so help me. Anyway, um, yeah, you can check out uh, the Twitter page. as Twitter. I upload all of these onto the YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos. You can go watch them, like the video, and a great place to leave a comment, question. I would love to answer questions live on the podcast if you have wrestling questions hockey video games podcast questions send them on in i would love to answer them that'd be a lot of fun or i have an email address as well if you want to have a private conversation absolutely shoot me an email and we can have a lovely little conversation that would be lovely so there you go uh in terms of the landscape for the gx plus cast this month we got a, i got a lot of stuff planned for the gamer cast i got a lot of things I want to get done really soon. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I got the XE's Awards coming up. The Video Game Awards just went by. I really want to talk about that and all the new games that were announced. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy time here for the GX Plus cast. So, stick around, stay in touch, and we'll be back again with some more GX Plus Gaste.